This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. See if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity be a roadblock in your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't get distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. I'm Tyrese Maxey, and you're listening to the 76ers Insiders Podcast. This podcast is part of the 76ers Podcast Network, presented by Stern & Cohen Law. Search 76ers Insiders wherever you get your podcasts. No problem. Have you suffered a work injury? You need a lawyer. Call Stern & Cohen, workers' compensation lawyers, SternCohenLaw.com. The consultation is always free. They will ring the insurance company's bell. Go Sixers. Welcome in to another Sixers in 60 here on 97.5 The Fanatic. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to everyone. The December 26th edition of Sixers in 60. I'm Matt Murphy along with Nick Stauskas. We'll have our Fanatic basketball insider D. Lynham joining us shortly. And later on in the show, 76ers team reporter Lauren Rosen. Nick, we missed you last week on the live show for Sixers in 60, but great to have you back. Thank you for having me. I'm sorry I missed last week, and Merry Christmas to all listening today. Yeah, well, we won't count it against you, but it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Always great to be with you. In the Sixers world right now, they had the honor of playing on Christmas Day, which we will get into with Dee. We will talk about it with Lauren later in the show as well as she joins us for her road check-in. The team now in Orlando, going from Miami to Orlando, but one of five games. They had the, the primetime slot against the Miami Heat, they fall short by six with no Joel Embiid, no Nick Batum. But that was after they had beaten the Minnesota Timberwolves, who have are number one in the West and have the top defense, which we will also dive deeper into. Then they beat Toronto with three 30-plus point scorers, including Tobias Harris, who had a season high in that game, and he followed it up pretty well against the Heat. And most recently, Joel Embiid was named Eastern Conference Player of the Week. So even though... He didn't play on Christmas due to a, a right ankle sprain and bead. He averaged almost 41 points per game in the three games that, that count towards the player of the week. So the Monday game wouldn't have mattered anyway. So it was the three games for the voting that factor in, and he averaged above 40 points per game with the 51 against Minnesota. Otherworldly. That's all I can say about this guy. He is on another level right now. 
Um, would have loved to see him play uh, in that prime time slot on Christmas Day, and I'm sure the result may have been a little bit different had he suited up. But nonetheless, I think we need to really appreciate what we are seeing from this guy because it is it is something special. It doesn't come around often. Yeah, and we've got one of his teammates, DeAnthony Melton, actually coming up as well. And when Embiid was in the lineup, he's in the midst, when he is in the lineup, of a franchise record streak right now of 13 straight 30-10 games and 14 straight with 30 overall. So when you've watched him during this streak, what has been going through your mind? I mean, to me, the question that I started thinking about is, have we ever seen a player operate from that free throw line mid post area as well as he has you know he he catches the ball in that area and you know analytically they say what he's doing is is a bad shot most of the time you know he might take a couple iso dribbles or a couple jab steps and he shoots a little mini fade from from 12 to 15 feet and you know the numbers say you want the you know you want the opposing team to shoot that shot all game long but Joel is one of those guys where he has quite literally mastered that little mini fade from from 12 to 15 feet. And the defense is at his mercy. Uh, he's playing with so much confidence right now. He's efficient with it. Uh, it's, it's just a beautiful thing to see. That's former Sixer Nick Stauskas talking about Joel Embiid. We go live 6 to 7 p.m. on Tuesday nights here on Sixers and 60. If you want to listen back to some past interviews with 76ers players, check out the 76ers insiders podcast feed i'm matt murphy we've got d lineham coming up on the other side of this conversation between lauren rosen and d'anthony melton a member of the sixers starting lineup melton against miami had a huge dunk that spurred a big sixers run as they got back into the game after falling behind by as many as 21 points he's averaging a career high 11.7 points per game is d'anthony melton and he caught up on the road with sixers team reporter Lauren Rosen. D'Anthony Melton, thanks for coming back to Sixers and 60. You talked about it at practice, but why is it so exciting for a player to play on Christmas? Man, just to, you know, wake up and, you know, see yourself on the TV, you know, see like your family and your friends and stuff. And especially on Christmas, I mean, it's, you know, it's a joyful holiday. And, you know, as a kid, you wake up and you're seeing, you know, a lot of people play, you know, basketball and football. So to finally play on it, you know, it feels amazing. You mentioned that when you were a kid growing up, your family might have thought that you'd be playing football on Christmas, not basketball on Christmas. <laughs> yeah. When did that change? <laughs> uh, that, that probably changed like my freshman year uh, in high school. Uh, I mean, n- nobody in my family really agreed with me or liked my decision, but, you know, I kind of stuck with it and I knew I w- what I wanted to do in life. Kenneth Lofton Jr. joined us in Miami. I know you guys didn't overlap in Memphis, but you keep tabs on the Memphis Grizzlies. What have you observed about your new teammate? For sure. I mean, Kenny, he just he's a hell of a player. He know how to use his body. Uh, he know his game, and, you know, he's done it against all type of people. Uh, the tallest guy. He's played against Wimby before and, you know, held his own and, I mean, actually dominated too. So, I mean, uh, he's a good player, and he knows how to play the game, and he knows how to use his body to be effective. Again with DeAnthony Melton on Sixers in 60. Last week, a couple things happened. All-star voting opened. And then on Friday, three of your teammates, Tobias Harris, Tyrese Maxey, and Joel Embiid, scored 30 in the same game for the first time since 1961. Wow. And, of course, you weren't available. It's great to see that you're fine now and that you're back. But what did you, what did you enjoy about watching that one on Friday? 
Man, just how they was just staying in attack mode, all three of them. Um, you know, Joe, Joe got to a slow start, but, you know, he picked it up, and, you know, that's what he does. Um, and Tyrese, you know, when that fourth quarter rolls around, Tyrese is going to be Tyrese, too. And, you know, Tobias just being steady and just, you know, being a pro, um, just, you know, that game was his game, so I'm, I'm so happy for him to, you know, finally have that under his belt. Yeah, Joel said something interesting a couple weeks ago. He said, when the fourth quarter rolls around, you guys know where the ball is going, and it's going to Tyrese. So hearing that from a former MVP talking about one of your friends, or the reigning MVP talking about one of your friends who's a perhaps first-time all-star this season, um, what, what does that mean to have that type of faith in your, in your co-backcourt mate? <clears throat> uh, I think it's special. Uh, I think, you know, that type of stuff. Uh, I mean, you got to just endure. Because, uh, like you said, former MVP, you know, saying that type of stuff and just, you know, him willing to, you know, say that in the fourth quarter, that's who we're giving the ball to. Uh, I think that's important. I think it's a confidence booster. But uh, also, Tyrese is putting the work. Uh, I think he knows his game. So he's always been confident in himself. Take me inside the way that, that practices have been looking because I know it was a really new system for all of you under Nick Nurse uh, when we were out in Fort Collins, Colorado. But now everybody seems pretty comfortable. So so how would you describe the way that these practices have been going? Uh, they were going smooth. Uh, like you said, we've you know we've been going since training camp and even before then, really. So uh, by now, everybody you know knows what we got going, knows what we're trying to do uh, on this team and down this road. So uh, I think everybody's kind of you know bought in and ready to tackle whatever's ahead of us. You guys have been adding a new part of your free throw routine in practice. Can you take us through what's going on uh, when you shoot free throws in practice? Man, uh, Tobias, he, he like he added this new thing where everybody got their own little free throw celebration. Um, so, you know, Tyrese is, I think it's four claps, and then we do, you know, side steps because Tyrese does a lot of side steps and stuff like that. So we do that. Um, Tobias has his own little thing. <laughs> we do claps, and we go run somewhere and sit down. So, I mean, I think it's a cool little thing to just add to it and, you know, keep the vibes up. Christmas, you guys integrated Christmas carols at the free throw uh, line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, nah, today he, he switched it up with some uh, holiday special. Uh, did some Christmas carols. We saw different versions of, you know, <laughs> Christmas carols everybody's make. This is the first long trip of the season. It's kind of late in the year for a first yeah. long trip of the season. What can you gain by, by having this extra time with your teammates on the road? Camaraderie. That's it. I thought this was 60 seconds. I ain't never waiting on much. Tyrese Maxey joining us on Sixers and 60. Tyrese, how did D'Anthony do in his interview this morning? It's supposed to be 60 seconds. We've been here five minutes. The show is 60 minutes long, and D'Anthony took five of them to give us today. D'Anthony Melton, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Tyrese Maxey cutting in to the end of the interview of the Sixers and 60 minutes interview with D'Anthony Melton done by Lauren Rosen, who will join us later on in the show. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The Nick's anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of Nick's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to Nick's leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. 
Save 30% on super comfortable, machine washable, and great looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K N I X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K N I X.com. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new natural hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the natural hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the natural hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulges your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Welcome back in. Matt Murphy with Nick Stauskas and our fanatic basketball insider, D. Lynham. Thanks for sticking around after your show today. D. always great to chat with you. You as well. I hope uh, both of you guys had good holidays. We've got some more basketball coming up, you and I. We've got some G League broadcasts. Right. We've got the regular season opener in the G League coming up in Delaware this Wednesday, the 27th. So if anyone hasn't been to a Bluecoats game out there locally, check it out. The Chase Fieldhouse against uh, the Capital City Go-Go, a team that you know well, the Wizards affiliate. And Nick, you played in the in the G League. So what do you think about that, that they just wipe the records to zero and zero and the regular season starts at the end of December here now. I remember that last, I remember my last year uh, playing professionally 2022, you know, when that was the case and you just wipe out, you know, 12, 13, 14 games. I was like, Hey, we were like nine and we were like nine and four or something like we were doing pretty well. And then we're back to zero and zero. So, um, you know, could be a good thing, could be a bad thing. Nonetheless, I think most of the guys that are playing at that level, their main objective is to, you know, to get seen at the showcase and or to get seen by any scout during any game. So um, I guess not the worst thing at the end of the day. That's an interesting point about the showcase because you have to like reset your mindset. If you if you didn't get called up by the Sixers like like Kenneth Lofton, well, Kenneth Lofton was added from waivers, but if you didn't get that call up, you have to refocus for a full regular season slate so d i know we were looking forward to that and something else that was much anticipated was the sixers on christmas night against the miami heat they they do lose but they they made it interesting it was tied going to the the fourth quarter so without Embiid, maxi struggled what were your your main takeaways from the sixers against the heat um i would say well i loved uh, kelly uber step back into that starting lineup and didn't miss a beat so 
not having Embiid, not having Batum back yet, because I've really enjoyed watching Batum in the starting lineup, finding Embiid. I think he's a great guy to de- deliver passes to Embiid. I thought the one thing that you really missed, and I think Joel's had a lot of, he's averaging a double-double, but you missed his rebounding. You know, they got out-rebounded by 20, 56 to 36, and it's tough to win games when you get beat on the glass like that. Some of those were super timely from Bam Adebayo, too, like second efforts when the game was one possession in the second half and that type of thing. Miami's now a league best 12-2 and two on Christmas Day, 9-0 and oh under head coach Eric Spolstra. So it was like a battle of like a chess match between the two coaches, some zone and they didn't defense. Have, they didn't have Jimmy Butler. True. But they Good did point. have Jaime. Jaime Jaquez yes. Jr., your UCLA Exactly. <laughs> I looked that up. Jaquez had 31 against the Sixers. The most he scored in a college game in 134 games at UCLA was 30. Damn. And he goes for 31 on Christmas in the NBA. And which, he, and he yeah. was 11 of 15 from the floor. He can shoot it, but it was more so like it wasn't three-point shooting. No. He left that to some of the other guys. But it was his first double-double as well. And he had a really good start to the game. Then he took over down the stretch, so he had 10 and four in the 10 points, four rebounds in the fourth quarter. But Nick, for the people who, who say like the NBA starts on Christmas Day, we're talking about the G League starting zero and zero. What goes through your mind when, when someone's like the season starts on Christmas Day as someone who went through the NBA schedule? Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say it starts on Christmas Day because look, 30 games pass. If, yeah. you, if you haven't done your if you haven't done your work early, you're going to be digging yourself out of a hole for the rest of the year. And, and the Sixers are still 20 and nine. They're not yeah. zero and zero. No, they're the Sixers have put themselves in a great position moving forward. But you know, especially with the the unknown of injuries later on in the year, you don't want to play around with those first 30 games and and come out lackadaisical. So, um, you know. I would say from a fan perspective, maybe people start gaining more interest around this time. You know, trade deadlines approaching. There's, you know, maybe some more storylines heading into this point of year. But uh, definitely important to do your work early, which I think the Sixers have done. And I would say, Matt, that it's from the fan perspective where that's the start of the NBA because your football is now going to start to wind down. And Christmas, this basketball slate is usually, you know, it's and it's wall-to-wall. This year was weird because you were going up against the NFL, which normally that day belonged to the NBA, Christmas Day. Right. Did, you guys, did you guys happen to see the numbers on the viewership, NFL versus NBA Christmas what Day? What was it? Uh, from what uh, from, I saw something on Instagram. I'm not sure if this is 100% true, but it was something. Split? No, it was like 20, it was like 20 million for the NFL to four or five million for the nba i would believe and i'm what my thing is that i thought the nba dominated christmas day i thought that was their thing and now the nfl is just stepping in and they're like no you don't well everybody wants to know what's the nfl gonna do when christmas is on a wednesday (laughs) because you can't have a wednesday game (laughs) yeah that's like the only days they won't play right exactly tuesdays and and wednesdays but but if they see those kind of numbers they'll figure a way Mm -hmm. because they don't want to they want to they want that audience Right. And Matt Murphy, D. Lineham, Nick Stauskas talking about this Sixers Heat Christmas game. And Tobias Harris followed up D. the 33 with a team high 27. What have you thought about his play lately? Well, as you know, because of working here, I probably am one of Tobias's biggest defenders over the years because I think he has very consistent play. But he has been a guy who has been asked to change his role many times. 
And and I think he always does. You know, if you go back to last year, he really became the fourth option. And so here you had an opportunity. There's no Embiid who is playing lights out. Maxi was struggling, you know, four of 20 from the floor. And Tobias picks you up. So, I mean, I think sometimes we see a little bit of a roller coaster with Tobias. Um, but I think when he is asked to do more, he, he can do it. I think I think that's one of the hardest parts about being a professional in any sport is being on a championship level team as a very good player, but you're asked to do less because there are people ahead of you that are more dominant. And so you are capable of doing more. You put that you put a guy like Tobias Harris on the Detroit Pistons. He averaged twenty five a game. Of course. Will they be a championship contender? No. But on the Sixers, you put them as a third, fourth option. That's a championship contending team. And it kind of reminded me when I was thinking about it is maybe not the exact same situation, but a guy like Chris Bosh in Miami was the perfect example of like 25 and 10 nightly in Toronto. He comes to the Heat and it's a major step back for him. Right, because it's two and a half stars. He's the half. Yes. LeBron and D. Wade were stars. And and the mantra, it's so cheesy, corny, cliche, you know, be a star in your role. It it it, it doesn't apply it has to apply to a guy like Tobias Harris. And it, it's again sounds corny, but it's like, what can I do at a high level nightly to make my impact felt and help this team win if it's not gonna be, you know, touching the ball every time down the floor. And I, I and I'll say the last couple of games with him, the thing that stood out to me, the difference, um, nothing that he was doing in particular, but his body language when he didn't have the ball, he like I, I noticed a couple of times he was on the wing, maybe four or five feet outside the three-point line, and just the fact that his knees were bent, his hands were out, kind of ready for the ball, and then when it got swung to him, he was stepping into it with authority, and it kind of created that rhythm into his jump shot. And that was something where it was... Okay, that that's something that he could bring every single night, especially with Embiid catching it at the free throw line and kind of the defense loading up to him. That's very applicable moving forward. You 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 make that pass to Tobias, who's spotting up on the wing. He's stepping into it with confidence. That's how you're going to make your impact felt nightly. And Matt, a couple of years ago, Tobias was shooting over forty from three. He's a capable he three has- point shooter. His number is down this season. But four or seven the other day would tell you bring back to when he was over 40. And five of nine with the 33-point yes. game. So like seven attempts from three, nine attempts for three. It makes sense, especially when guys are in and out of the lineup. But he's got to be riding high with confidence. And they needed it because of the game that Maxi had against Miami. But not too long ago on the schedule, Maxi had a great game against the Timberwolves when he and Embiid combined for 86 points against a, a great Timberwolves defense with a lot of of length, but I, I did ask you both for a stat that stands out for the Sixers heading into the new year. I have a couple of picks. Maybe I'll, I'll save one with Lauren in the next segment here on Sixers in 60, but Nick Stauskas, D-Linem, what, what stats are glowing for you when it comes to the Sixers right now on December 26th? I mean, I found one that I don't look at very often, but they are they have the highest point differential in the league. Yes. They are plus 10.8. And to me, that says that you've put away some teams that you're supposed to beat if you are championship level. And you don't, you're 
in the ones where people are as good as you, if not better, you're in the game. So that that number stood out to me. Yeah, them and the Celtics, they're both yep, up there right for there. differential. And there's some other teams that would be considered contenders by the standings that maybe fall way short, like the Bucks on the defensive side of the ball. It, well, it's been it's been impressive the amount of games that Joel hasn't had to play major minutes in, in the, the fourth. fourth. Yeah, and and that will pay dividends, you know, later on in this season. Those games add up. You know, you have to play 10, 12 minutes in the fourth quarter. You all of a sudden, you know, limit that by 10, 15, 20 games. It's going to add up come playoff time. Uh, so that's that's an important one for me, though. The the craziest stat that I really can't believe is this team is fourth in three point percentage. The only reason why I, I, I feel like that's surprising for me is because the team doesn't, we talked about this the other week, they don't have any specialists from three. No. They don't have any three-point specialists. And I, I would love to see them get a specialist, you know, via trade at the deadline of some sort. Uh, but obviously, they're doing something right. They're creating open looks. They're moving the ball. Uh, the ball and player movement has been great under Nick Nurse this year. Totally. Joel has been super unselfish with it. Maxie's been able to knock down threes, whether he's open, covered, off the dribble, catch and shoot, you name it. Um, so that's been the standout for me. And sometimes like nothing is ever good enough. So they rank top five in three point percentage. It's like, why aren't they taking more of them? Because they're still, they're 22nd in, in attempts, attempts per game, yep. just over 32. But Nick Nurse has been saying like, that will climb. Like he's like, it's a long season. Like you can't look too far into it. I, I know I, I asked you for stats, but like, they're not even 30 games in yet, and he thinks that number of attempts will climb too. But it's been a team effort to get it to a point where it's top five in the league at above 38%. Now, they're, they rank highly in free throw percentage as well, and that actually bit them against the Heat. They missed a, a bunch of free throws down the stretch of that game, and they, they lose by six, and they missed nine free throws mm. against Miami. And sometimes things can just compound, I guess, like Maxi was someone who missed a couple and it wasn't his night, so that hurt them. And, and Ubre missed a pair of them in a, a four-point game down the stretch. I would love to see one day maybe the NBA uh, introduce a rule. You miss two free throws, it's minus one point for your team. Huh. Do you think they'll ever do the one free throw G League rule? No way. No chance. Did you, how did you feel about it? I loved it. I loved it because I was a 90% free throw shooter, so <laughs> exactly. it's easy for me. I, I got to make one? All right, great. But the worst and, was when you're shooting. When well, you're you shooting. probably had a couple where you got fouled on a three, only yeah, had to make yeah, yeah. one, and you then, got three points. No, but then you're a little nervous because I'm like, man, I can't miss this one. I'm losing three points if I miss one free throw. <laughs> Whew, pressure's on. Yeah, so, take points away, though, for misses. That's what you're calling. One, if you, if you miss them both. If you, you miss them both, take one point away and go up and back real quick. Stop the game. Do a little sprint. <laughs> you, gotta, you can't miss two in a row. Commissioner Stauskas. We'll see. Maybe we'll see. that'll be an unpopular rule. But. Nick, I have one quick question for you. So one of the adjustments that Nick Nurse has made with Embiid that I love is he plays them the whole first quarter. Mm-hmm. And Embiid used to be a guy they would take out at like the six-minute mark. Mm-hmm. Maybe sometimes they'd stretch it to the eight, and then they'd give him a rest to, so it would stretch over in between the quarters so it feels more. Mm-hmm. Do you like the playing him the whole first quarter? I think it's been working, especially because he's he's seemed to have the hot hand every first quarter. Exactly, like he's coming out the game full of energy, um, knocking down shots, you know, getting to the rim, uh, playing with uh, with aggressiveness. So, I think it's been working uh, as long as he's not showing signs of slowing down 
towards the end of the game. Like that's the only thing that they should be monitoring. But, you know, from the eye test, he's looked great in the fourth quarter as well. So I, I would keep it going. I, I would, would too. keep it going. Awesome stuff. D, thank you so much for joining us. I'll see you tomorrow night at the uh, Blue Coats game. Yes, D Line, and thank you. Nick Stauskas and I will be back with Lauren Rosen on the other side. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back on Sixers in 60. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The Nick's anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of Nick's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to Nick's leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new natural hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the natural hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the natural hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary, indulges your senses, and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Welcome back to Sixers in 60. Tonight's show... Matt Murphy alongside former Sixer Nick Stauskas. Thanks to our fanatic basketball insider, D. Lynham. We've got Sixers team reporter, my fellow 76ers insider, 76ers insiders podcast co-host Lauren Rosen joining us. And our producer tonight is Matt Menarik. A day after Christmas in which the Sixers played in Miami. They're on a four-game holiday road trip right now as we get back into it and welcome in Lauren Rosen on the line for another road check-in. Sixers and Sixties every Tuesday at 6 p.m. here on 97.5 The Fanatic. Lauren, one of these days you will not be on the road with the Sixers, but today is not that day. So I'm glad that Tyrese Maxey now knows this show is 60 minutes long and and the interview with Melton was not just 60 seconds. 
Listen, Matt, I am so happy to be back with you guys. I do not know what happened in the schedule this year such that we are traveling like four out of the last five Tuesdays or something crazy. I'm excited to be back with you in person, of course, next week. Um, but yeah, second game in a four-game trip. Um, really happy to be back here with you. Nick Stauskas, can I ask how your how your holiday was? My holiday was great, but probably not as good as yours in, in that nice Florida weather uh, that you've probably been soaking up. Listen, we I know that I know that we are lucky to be out here. And what I will say is there has not been a lot of time to soak in the weather. Um, we had obviously played last night in Miami and then came today uh, to play in Orlando for practice. So the team got off the plane and went straight to practice. Um, got in some like long hard work, right? And then uh, came straight to the hotel from there. So. What, what it's worth understanding if you're a Sixers fan back in Philadelphia, this is a group that's really grinding right now. And obviously they were disappointed uh, with the Christmas night loss, but got right back in the gym immediately. They'll be back in the gym again tomorrow morning for their shoot around ahead of tip off with Orlando at 7 p.m. That's 7 p.m. on Wednesday, depending when you're listening. Uh, but this is a group that is grinding. We have not been able to enjoy the warm weather all that much. Uh, but now, I guess, now that it's evening time, hopefully some folks will be able to get outside and take some fresh air in. What was the game against the Heat like in the building? And what was practice like coming off that game? Listen, the building was rocking last night. And and credit to the Miami Heat, obviously the team and their fans. Um, Chronically a a tardy audience in Miami, if you've Mm -hmm. been to games there, for whatever reason. I know folks are busy, but for whatever reason, uh, they struggle with first quarter attendance. And last night, there were a lot of people in seats before tip-off. I think people get really excited for these Christmas games, Matt, and, and being part of that slate, even with both teams missing their best, if not one of their best, talking about Miami uh, players in Joel Embiid and Jimmy Butler. The energy was there from the start. Um, and then, of course, credit to the Sixers for, for clawing back into that one. But I know you guys have already covered that. Um, and then the energy in practice today was great as well. Credit to Nick Nurse, who has been having this team practicing, at least for the returners on this team, a lot more than they're used to. Uh, but fosters a good energy, strikes the right tone. Obviously, going into a practice today, folks are a little bit tired. They eased into it, and then they got after it. And it was cool to cool to see the guys embracing an off-day practice after a tough loss uh, and get ready for a good Orlando Magic team. Earlier in this show, we had you with DeAnthony Melton, who I know it wasn't the the shooting game that neither he nor Tyrese Maxey wanted, but actually thought he impacted the game, especially with the four steals. He finished with a solid line of 15.7 rebounds, five assists, four steals, and one block in the game against the Heat. And Nick, we were we were discussing him before the show, just about how he makes a, his imprint on the game even on a night where his field goal percentage was was down. Right. You know, we, we've talked about this multiple weeks now, but he's been the guy that I've been wanting more from, view him as an X factor. Um, and on a lot of nights when he has it going, it's great. It's just when you look at the overall field goal percentage for him, it's been down this year. Uh, he's still been shooting the three okay. The good thing with a player like that, though, is, you know, He's not coming into the game and uh, you know making shots is the only way he's going to be able to impact it. This is a guy that's able to, again, get the four steals. He's able to make the other team's uh, premier guards have to work to get the ball up the floor, uh, work to even catch the ball sometimes. So uh, he's able to make his impact in a lot of different ways, and I think it's just one of those things where 
at some point of this year, he'll catch his groove where that field goal percentage will, will start to bump up a little bit. Yeah, Nick, it's such a it's such a great point. He can definitely be an X factor. That is D'Anthony Melton for this team. Um, but something that I think we talked about maybe briefly on this show is is the intangible things, the things that don't show up in the box score with D'Anthony, uh, particularly his relationship with Tyrese. He was in Tyrese's ear uh, on Christmas night all night long. Tyrese clearly physically, visibly frustrated, and D'Anthony there to keep him calm, his friend, his, his source of calm, right? And, and we've talked about this in the past. Tyrese has been really good for D'Anthony in return, helping D'Anthony sometimes pick it up a little bit because D'Anthony is so calm and collected. You ask anybody uh, to describe D'Anthony Melton, and he's calm, he's flowing, he's California. And that's great in in a time of tension, right? Um, And then sometimes when Tyrese needs him to ratchet it up a little bit, they can do that for one another. Uh, And and I know you guys already heard the interview, but wanted to share a little anecdote on that one. Players leave shoot-arounds where we recorded this interview uh, staggered. There are three buses, so some guys love to take bus one and get out of there and get into their rest and recovery. Some guys like to really work after after shoot-around, and, and they chronically take bus three. Therese and DeAnthony are both bus two guys, and DeAnthony knew that he was doing this interview with me yesterday after shoot-around. Um, Tyrese, I guess, somehow understood that DeAnthony was also doing this interview with me. And, and he, Tyrese finished up his workout. He yelled onto the court to DeAnthony, hey, Mel, like, we got to go if we want to make bus two. And DeAnthony said, hold on, Tyrese, I'm trying to get better. Mm. Still working out on the court, of course. And Tyrese said, all right, okay, you know what? I support that. I'm going to take bus three with you today. And Tyrese sat down, waited for DeAnthony to finish working out, waited through the interview, which you guys heard he expected to be a little bit shorter. Uh, and then the two of them took off together. But I think behind closed doors, it's interesting to see their relationships and the, the support system. Nick, I don't have to tell you about that, but the support system that the players develop among one another and, and how they manifest and show themselves in tense moments like what we ended up seeing last night. And of course, not the outcome that the Sixers wanted on Christmas, but great to see Tyrese get that support when he needed it. Making each other better. Our, all of our interviews with Sixers players are, can be heard 76ers Insiders drops on the podcast version on Wednesday mornings. Search 76ers Insiders wherever you listen to your podcasts. 76ers team reporter Lauren Rosen joining us right now on the Comcast Business Hotline. Matt Murphy and Nick Stauskas. Nick, when you you were playing, what bus were you? I was always, uh, well, leaving the gym, I was, always the la- I was always the last bus because I was a big, you know, got to get my work in, got to get my shots up after shoot around. Um, everyone's different though. Some guys like to rest on game days. My confidence always came from the repetition. So, you know, if I could get, you know, an extra 50, 60, 70 jumpers up after shoot around that morning, it's just going to give me that extra peace of mind heading into the game that I'm ready. I've done everything that I need to do. Um, so I, everyone's got the routine, but you know, more importantly, it's, it seems like Lauren, you could probably, you know, reiterate on this, but it seems like this is like a close knit group. Uh, that really gets along at the end of the day because I've, you know, I've seen it all. I've seen it all in the NBA. I've been on some really ugly, bad teams with bad chemistry, and then I've been on some teams where everyone truly uh, gets along and uh, you know wants success for for one another. Uh, they're not envious of each other, and it seems like that's the kind of vibe that I get from this team is they they really do want to see each other succeed on and off the uh, on and off the floor. Yeah, it's interesting, Nick, because people ask me about that a lot. I think part of our all of our jobs, right, as 
commentators, as, as members of, of, or tangential members rather, of the team itself, like, is to position these players and this team and put them in a positive light, right? And so people ask me a lot, like, what, what we see, what the Sixers put out on social media, is that real? Like, is that actually what's happening? And I will say with this team, there is so much more that you're not even seeing. Like the vibes are that good. Um, there was a video that went out. If if you follow this, if you don't follow the Sixers, you should. But a video that went out yesterday morning. Okay, I'll follow singing them. Christmas carols. Thank you, Matt. Uh, singing Christmas carols to each other during practice. Like they they enjoy each other. They're having a good time. And Nick, I think it's interesting when you ask. Obviously, yes, every team has a different dynamic. I think with this one, it really starts at the top, and I think it starts with the fact that Joel and Tyrese enjoy each other so much. They've talked about it. They've been very open um, about the admiration that they have for one another. Personality-wise, could not be more different, right? But Joel saw something in Tyrese as a rookie and took him under his wing, and they've developed now this really cool partnership four years later. They want to see each other succeed. They're begging one another to be more aggressive, right? We've seen that time and time again. And I think that that trickles down when there's a mutual respect at the top with your top two scorers, the guys that have the ball in their hands the most, um, when they are sharing that with one another, Nick, I'd love to hear what you think. I think that that's got to trickle down to everybody else, regardless of how many touches you're having, if your leaders are, are treating each other with that levity and that respect and challenging one another. It, it's got to have an effect on the whole group. Yeah, for sure. And with Tyrese, it's it's hard not to like him. Every time I see him, the guy's smiling from from ear to ear. He's He looks like a genuinely happy guy. Um, so I think that's, that's most important. You know, you want to be around people that are positive, that are happy, that are uplifting everyone else. Uh, it seems like he's been doing a good job of that. And man, you know, I really hope that he's, he's able to make the all-star team this year because there's a lot of good guards in the East and every year someone's got to get snubbed. Like it's, it's just inevitable. Um, and I just hope that the Sixers, put themselves in a good enough position where if you're at the top of the East, I feel like you need to get at least two all-stars, but I, I, you know, he is 100% deserving this year. Uh, I just feel sorry because someone's going to end up getting snubbed. The East is, is super competitive. Yeah. The competition for the starting spots in the East and everyone should vote your favorite Sixers into the all-star game, the NBA, NBA.com and the NBA app, or everything on the Sixers website kind of puts it in one place. Sixers.com slash all-star. And I have a stat about Maxi, but then to the point about team chemistry and all of that, when Jaden Springer was assigned to the G League earlier this year, I think Maxi watched the game because of mm. him. And D Lineham and I were discussing how we have another Blue Coats broadcast coming up on, on Wednesday, the 27th. That one will be on ESPN Plus and DETV. So if you can't make it out, please tune into our coverage. But Tyrese mentioned to me in passing, oh, like, great job with the broadcast to support just a teammate who was playing in the G League that night. I had no idea that he, would, he was watching, and, and he was somehow. And the stat that I want to give about Maxi is that he's somehow averaging more points than Anthony Edwards and Tyrese Halliburton on a team with Joel Embiid, who's averaging a career-high 35 points. So when you're not the main option scoring-wise, and your main option is the best scorer in the NBA by a couple of points higher than he averaged when he's won scoring titles... Pretty remarkable at 25.9 points. Obviously, Edwards, when it comes to the all-star discussion, is in the West. But Halliburton's in the East. I know his he's the assists leader. So it's going to be competition between Maxi and some other guys, maybe like Jalen Brunson in New York. Trey Young's in the mix as Donovan, well. Donovan Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell with Cleveland. It's, it's very competitive. But 
lock in because it's going to be fun to watch. Just saying that list I right like- there, I'm like, ah, oh, someone's someone's gonna get, someone's gonna be feeling very slighted at the end of that because I don't think there's going to be room for all of them. We will see. All Listen, deserving. Tyrese Maxey, twenty six, four and seven. We've seen a lot of all stars with numbers not not even close to those, right? And and Nick, like you said, someone's going to be the odd man out there. People deserving of, of the all star team every year that don't quite make it, but. If there was ever a case to be made, it's got to be Tyrese Maxey. Matt, I love what you said, the way that he's somehow among the top scorers in the NBA and has been all season playing alongside the top scorer in the NBA. They're the only two that are up at the top together. In the top 15. Um, Correct. So you know what? Like, it's just, I I don't know. We're gearing up, Matt. We're gearing up, and I'm going to make sure my case is ironclad over the next couple of weeks, but... Anyone that's worked with him, anyone that knows him is rooting for him to be an all-star this season. Think about what this kid has gone through, right? As a rookie who barely cracked the rotation sometimes, just at times, his rookie season. And then the second year, taking over for someone who wasn't at work. And then his third year, learning to work with someone else ahead of that person not coming to work. And him having to take over again for somebody, right? The challenges have been endless and every single one he's just ticking him off the list showing up nick like you said with a smile with a positive attitude people ask me about him all the time when i when i talk to people in philadelphia they ask if tyrese maxey is as great as he seems and the answer is yes the the question you just asked nick he is always smiling even after a tough game last night he was frustrated but he said good night to everybody with a smile he greeted all his teammates in the locker room with a smile um, obviously, we can't put smiles per game in an all, on an all-star ballot. But when people talk about the up-and-coming faces of the NBA, he's got to be one of them. And that, to me, transcends even uh, what an all-star team looks like. Lauren Rosen joining us on the Comcast Business Hotline. And someone who's playing some great basketball right now is Tobias Harris. What is the front row seat like that for that been like? I mean, listen, Tobias and Tyrese talked about one another the other night in such a special way. Tyrese has, Tyrese has, has, I'm going to let, I'm going to use Tyrese's words instead of using my own. He talks about Tobias as the ultimate professional. He says he comes to work every day and does what they want from him that day, right? So on a night like last night where there's no Joel, where Tyrese doesn't have it going, Tobias steps in, he has more touches, he uses them well. The other night when Joel and Tyrese both had it going, I'm talking about the night that the three of them all scored 30 points, 30 plus points against Toronto. The first time a trio has scored 30 plus since 1961 on the Sixers. They needed Tobias that night as well. The bench was struggling a little bit. There wasn't a ton of productivity across the rest of the group. Again, this is something that is a theme. This is not new. This isn't just over the last few days of Tobias Harris playing extremely well. This has been Tyrese's entire career. And that's the way that he associates Tobias Harris is being someone that comes to work and does whatever is needed of him on camera or off camera, on the court or off the court on a day-to-day basis. So great to see him starting to get some flowers over these last few games because he puts the work in, he has a great attitude, and he's a leader for this group behind closed doors for sure. Lauren Rosen, please gather your Sixers standout stat heading into the new year if you have one for us on tonight's show and, and be ready for that in just a moment. Nick Stauskas, one that I found is that right now the Sixers are averaging 122 points per game, which, like the three-point shooting, is is top five. It's fourth in the NBA, and, and this really stuck out to me. This is from Statitudes via Justin Kabatko. He did a, 
a 50-day check-in on the NBA season earlier this month. And that average for the Sixers, which was slightly above 122 at the time in in mid-December, is one of the top 15 scoring averages through 50 days in NBA history. Like, there are four teams that was top four rank in the top 15 ever through 50 games for points per game. So the scoring is is way up. The Pacers have the highest number ever through 50 games at 128.4 points per game. And the Sixers are not far behind. It's the Pacers, Bucks, Hawks, Sixers cracking the historical top 15 among this season's scoring teams. But does it feel like there's a lot more? Like when you watch the Pacers, yeah. But like watching a Sixers team that's averaging... 122 does it feel like the scoring is is that high well it helps when your main guys just averaging a casual 40 something points on a on a (laughs) weekly basis uh like the past week uh so that that's definitely not going to hurt but i think league-wide the scoring's up and i actually i had this conversation with tj mcconnell the other week because i you know the pacers were putting up these crazy numbers and i was like dude be honest with me is is the defense going downhill or like what's the deal with the scoring? Because like teams weren't putting up 130, 140, 150 on a Tuesday night in the middle of the season, even a couple years ago. Like what's going on? And he was like, man, the the offensive players are that good now. And yeah. and I believe it. Like the, the, the league has never been as talented as it is right now. And you're seeing it across the board. Each, you know, every team's got special players that are putting up you know, record type numbers. Uh, so we, I think we just got to appreciate while we have it. Luka Doncic just had 50 points with 15 assists in the Mavericks win over the Suns to round out the NBA on Christmas Day slate on uh, a day ago at this point. But Lauren, what do you got stat wise? Well, it's something that Nick Nurse challenged this team to do on the first day of training camp. And of course, I was I was going to talk about net rating, offensive rating, defensive rating, points per game. Uh, free throw, free throw percentage, and three point percentage, all of which all covered. The Sixers are in the top five <laughs> right now, all covered. But one that really has stood out to me, um, Nick Nurse was asking for deflections. He's asking for them to use their length on defense every trip back. The Sixers leading the league in deflections per game, sixteen point nine deflections per game. Relatedly, tangentially, relatedly. Uh, leading the league in loose balls recovered per game, 6.5 loose balls recovered per game. And Matt, these aren't stats that the Sixers over the last few years have been uh, necessarily leading the league in consistently, but this season they've been at the top across the board, of course, due in part to the addition of Robert Covington, who is still, of course, didn't play on, on Christmas Day, but when he gets in the game, he's still leading the league in deflections per 36. Paul Reed and DeAnthony Melton also top 10 in deflections per 36, and then deflect, deflections per game and total deflections Anthony and Cove are both top 10. So these are these are things that don't necessarily, they're not the sexiest stats, right? Deflections, you don't get credit for the steal, which by the way, the Sixers also leading the league in steals. Um, you don't get full credit for the steal, but they, they stop, they stop progress. They really affect the game. It's something that, that Nick Nurse was emphasizing on day one. So cool to see the guys uh, respond to that call in such a definitive way when you look at the stats. Defensive rating continues to rise for the Sixers because of that. And as we, we really wind things down here on the show, they will, they will face two good defenses on the upcoming schedule. The Orlando Magic are in the top five, and the Houston Rockets on December 26th are second in the league in defense. And those are the next two teams on the Sixers' schedule. Their offenses are lacking a little bit. But two good matchups coming up, Lauren. So we'll be sure everybody follow your coverage at Lauren M. Rosen from the road.
Thank you so much, Matt Murphy. Always a pleasure to do this with you guys. And I'm so excited to do it in person soon. Yes, Lauren. Thank you, Nick. We we have a minute here. What else uh, around the NBA? Anything we didn't get to and other, or the upcoming schedule for the Sixers? It'll be a good test on the road against some of these teams. The Magic got off to a great start that included a nine-game winning streak. Yeah, I think uh, I think they're going to have some good games coming up here. I think most importantly, I hope Joel is getting healthy, getting some treatment on his ankle. I, I'm not quite sure what his status is moving forward, but would love to see him back out there getting 40, 45, 50, maybe yes. 60 on a nightly basis. Hopefully that's what we'll see. Happy holidays to everyone out there. Thanks for joining us live again. Sixers and 60 Tuesday nights at 6, live on 97.5 The Fanatic. If you missed DeAnthony Melton, check out the 76ers Insiders podcast. Thanks to our producer, Matt Menarik. And, of course, thanks to Lauren Rosen and Nick Stauskas. I'm Matt Murphy. Thank you all for listening. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com.